Anna Rink couldn't grow up fast enough. Smile, sweetie. Don't you knock? Are you wearing a bra? You're not ready Dad, for a stop bra. taping. So on her 13th birthday... Dad, check this out. Wishing dust. She only made one wish. I hate being 13. I just want to be grown up. And she woke up 17 years later. Hey, sweet Bob. You're naked. Well, not yet. Something really freaky is happening here. I slept in an apartment I've never seen before. There was a naked man in my shower, and I saw his... She's got a lot of catching up to do. Repeat after me. I am Jenna Rank, Big Time Magazine editor. I am. Eminem's on the phone. He wants a decision now. Please. Peanut. Today is the first day. Is there anything else you need from me? Actually, I need to find this guy. Matt, it's me. Jenna, why are you here? Yesterday was my 13th birthday, and today I woke up and I'm this. There's something really weird going on. One woman will discover... I like your dress. It's because they've got these incredible boobs to fill it out. She's truly a kid at heart. It's 11 o'clock on a school night and I'm at a party. It's so cool. It's 11 o'clock and people are leaving. Maybe if somebody played something other than this. Honey, play whatever you want to. Maddie, it's Thriller! Revolution Studios presents... You want to know a secret? Yeah. You're the sweetest guy I've ever known. And I just floated home on a cloud. That is so romantic. Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo. 13, going on 30. Mr. Hottie behind you is totally scamming on you. Should I go talk to him? I actually came over here because I think you're really cute. So do you want to go out sometime? Uh, I'm going to take off now. What, do you want to go to jail? I'm a bad guy. Man, gross. Whether you're on a Roman holiday or being sleepless in Seattle, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood for Box Office Bylines, a podcast about movies, about journalism. Uh, I am Jacob Boone, editor, writer, journalist, reporter in Yellowknife Northwest Territories, as always, with my co-host and dear friend, Tara Thorne in Halifax. And I really like that new opening. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Adding some current films, you know, we're, we're sure. getting there. We're getting, we're covering all the journalism movies <laughs> from uh, the earliest films, I guess would be like, I don't His know, Girl probably Friday. like, it's probably a silent movie Gone with the wind. Of, of someone writing something. And Gone with the Wind is not a journalism movie, is it? No. Okay. It's about, it's, it's about class. To the most current films, like Mank? <laughs> Mank is not a journalism movie. We've discussed this. It's about this. a journalism movie. It's about movie. a writer. It's different. Yeah, well. It's about Hollywood. Uh, Have you seen Mank yet? No, it's dreams, not, it's not on Netflix. Um, Mank was actually screening in theaters in Halifax, and I didn't go, and now the theaters are closed. So <laughs> that's what I get. Denied oh, the genius the of great Fincher. films we've missed out on this year to yeah. just be able to stay alive, like Tenant, Mank, <laughs> other fun words. <laughs> other, yeah.
Um, so this week we're talking about a movie that I have seen many times and I still watched it again with my journalism eyes and it wasn't ruined for once. Um, and that is 13 going 30 with Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. Yes. From Spotlight and also the Avengers. Yeah. And Judy Greer. Who's in Ant-Man. Judy Greer. I, she was in Ant-Man. I love Judy. All, everyone in this movie is very good. I love Judy Greer. Judy Greer particularly is great. Yeah. And the the actor they cast to play young Judy Greer is like a facsimile. <laughs> the young casting is very good. Yeah. Also, Andy Serkis is in this. Yes. In a pre-Gollum, I think, role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Black Panther. Throw that in. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, I I think, my first time actually watching the movie. I believe I've seen clips, but I don't. I've never oh, seen that's it cool. This. Um, I have some questions. Okay, but you know, um, we've talked about this a few times that setting the like romantic comedies at magazines is just like a thing Hollywood does. Yeah, and so because, like yeah, our our heroine loves magazines so much that she's reading the magazine that she ends up working at, like as a child, Poise. and her her friend yeah. builds her a house. Like a dollhouse, and he's got her in the tub reading poise. It's like, all right, guys, relax. And she ends up, uh, you know, running it. Yeah, she's I, – I I, was unclear of her job title because she seems to have more power than the other editors. Yes. Than Judy Greer. And she's a bad person. Yes, and that comes out We're getting ahead of ourselves. Little. I just want to say, so – this is okay. in the realm of like a Freaky Friday or a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, even. We mentioned Ken Kwapas last week. Mm-hmm. Um, or a big. Big. Where it's like you cannot ask like where she basically gets like glitter in her face and she wakes up. Wishing 30. dust. Yeah. Wishing dust. Yeah. But like you can't talk. It's not about the science. Like don't interrogate well, where it came from and what the rules are. You can't. <laughs> That's not the point of the movie. Don't be like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well. So, but that's what happens is she's 13. She's got mm-hmm. all these bully assholes. And she's like, yeah, she's like a loser girl. Yeah. And, and uh, she's got braces and she's like a gawky teen. And and she's got this best friend, Matt, who grows up to be Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. And who's clearly, who's like in love with her yeah, already. For sure. Yeah. And he's awesome. As a teen, he's really awesome in a way that mm-hmm. he wasn't as an adult, I felt. Okay. Can I jump in with my first question for yes. you about the film? Matt at what what is Jennifer Garner's character's name? Jenna. Jenna, right. At Jenna's birthday party, which is supposed to be like grown up cool kid party. Um, and it's it's very lame in a basement during the day, as you would when you're thirteen. <laughs> you don't have cool parties. I didn't. Um, Matt puts on Talking Heads, uh, uh, Burning Down the House, and Judy Greer's younger self is disgusted and asks him, what is this, and makes him change it. Now, I looked this up. Burning Down the House came out, because this is set in 87, came out five years before this movie, and it was a top 10 hit. So I don't know a lot about music compared to you. Right. Would, and you're a couple years older than me, so I'm. Rude. my question is, would 13-year-olds in 1987 
not know talking heads or burning down the house because my feeling is they would know it or maybe think it's just lame and old no that yeah no i think like talking heads was like a cool new york art band so that hit would have been like an outlier for them and i'm sure it would have been like let's say matt had an older brother who's like here's some cool shit from new york is what i think because they're only in new jersey you're right that that the, you're right that the timeline is a little off yeah um, lo- in terms yeah. of that particular song, because otherwise the soundtrack is banging and uses Madonna's timeless ballad, Crazy for You, many times. Also Thriller. Also Love is a Battlefield. Yes, Pat Benatar. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, I, when, in, in, when I grew up in the 80s, so I was 13 in the 90s, so this doesn't help you at all. I was going to say they were probably listening to New Kids on the Block, but they weren't. But Tiffany... Mm-hmm. Is probably who they would have listened to, to be honest with you. So, I don't know. Like, also, whatever they played in the movie, like, they might have added it later. Do you know what I mean? Like, it might have been something different before. And then they couldn't get it. Oh, that's the, true, yeah. Get well, the no, because he says who it is. Oh, yeah, you're right. So. Okay, so that's your know. big problem with the movie? Is Talking no, Heads that was just th- That was one of the first <laughs> things. <laughs> There are many questions to come, but go ahead with okay, wherever so, else you were going. Well, I was just going to say the plot is, um, you know, she's got these sh- these shitty girls that she's trying to make like her. They trick her into going into a clot like seven minutes in heaven type of deal. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're this hot boy is going to come in there. They all leave. <laughs> hot. Hot. They all leave. Matt opens the door and she's like, what the hell? And mm-hmm. the, then the dust falls and she wakes up. As Jennifer Garner. And actually, come on. When she's walking around, like, holding her boobs, because she didn't have them when she was, she just, like, walking around, holding them. Like, what's going on? That part's really good. There's also a man in her apartment. That that part Who is of, her like, boyfriend. Yeah, that is her boyfriend. But, like, that part of her, like, trying to avoid sex with this person mm-hmm. did hit a bit different <laughs> this time around. Where it's just like, no, she can't be in a situation she can't do that but imagine you're suburban and you wake up in new york and you're supposed to (laughs) navigate it and go to a big job and you've never like imagine it'd be so overwhelming okay so i will say i i mean you mentioned we we said everyone in the cast is great and jennifer garner incredible with both her uh acting and delivery and also all the physical comedy that yeah because she's got to pre- she's got to be act like she's 13 in yeah. a grown person's body does a great job yeah the character of jenna becoming as you said a 13 year old girl from the suburbs who's suddenly thrust into 2004 new york acclimates very quickly she does in in ways that don't get in the way of the plot. Like, the things that she still remains confused about are ways that we can have fun scenes, like getting drunk at a party on pina coladas, or, I don't know, there's there's some other fun example. But, but like, she's not immediately freaked out by the clear change in, like, cars or... No, she goes with TVs it. TVs or what? Like, yeah, she yeah. understands and... She- and- yeah. runs but with this pretty quickly. In, in her defense, get, yeah. she the immediate 
the thing, she, the first thing she does when she's sort of goaded into the car to work in her nightgown um, is she tries to find Matt. She's like, he'll uh-huh. understand. And well, I she calls explain. her parents, but they're away on it. Right. Yeah. So she does. She does the things that you would do. <laughs> but then yes. after she finds Matt, and he doesn't really remember because they were they stopped being friends. She kind of just goes with it. Then. Yeah, like it's she's not, like not trying, trying to, get to figure back it to out. Who she is. No, she's never trying to figure it out. Or there's no like solve the mystery if you if yeah. you find these four stones or what have you. <laughs> Her horcruxes. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, back. she's she's not trying to go back anywhere. She's just like, okay, this is life now. Okay, Nor do we I know got if my she wish. can. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, we don't know. By the way, it takes 12 minutes to get to her waking up as Jennifer Garner, and that counts the opening credit sequence. That's quick. Like, that's fast to get all that in. Yeah. It's very good. Anyway. Is it? <laughs> yes. So, um, I will you say, this is... Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, this is the first movie we've talked about um, mm. where the journalistic part, the root of it is a redesign. Yes. Because... <laughs> I bet you love that. Poise Magazine keeps getting beaten by... Sparkle. What is the name? Sparkle. <laughs> His competitor. And their circulation now is only 600,000. So, the answer to that... The dreaded answer to that coming down from corporate is redesign. Mm -hmm. So the editorial team has to come up with a new look and Jennifer Garner rallies her troops. But it turns out Jennifer Garner like stole the ideas from someone recently and got them fired. So Judy Greer and her colleague are going to pitch their own redesign. But but she's like the villain. Who, Judy? Yeah. Yeah, Judy's the villain for sure. Like she's she's a bitch in high school and then they grow up to be best friends and you're like, "Oh, maybe she's nice." It's like, "No, she's bad." But so is Jenna, but we don't see her being bad. Well, yeah, that's We weird just hear about it. There there it feels like we're going to be set up for you know, she's living this shallow life and her friend is bad, but it turns out like actually her friend does some bad things, but Jenna's much worse. She's having an affair with one of her coworkers' husbands. And she, I think, is like, I don't know. She does other questionable, She's mean to the teen. And illegal things. In her yeah. building. <laughs> and so it seemed like there was going to be a resolution where she, and she kind of does realize, I guess, that she led this bad life. But she doesn't, like, make amends with Judy Greer and say, hey, I'm sorry for how I was and whatever, whatever. It's like she still beats her in the redesign contest. Well, but Judy does steal. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. But basically... Jenna uses her 13-year-old Moxie to hire Matt, who's a professional photographer, to yeah. kind of produce, um, you know, a fashion spread that somebody with 13-year-old eyes would produce, which is mm-hmm. just, like, school stuff, celebrating, you know, sports. Um, it's yearbook theme. Lit- yeah, yearbook. Literally yeah. class of 2004. And then Judy tricks him into signing the photos away, and she steals them to pitch the design to herself to the other but she only does that after she does snoop through jenna's desk but finds out that jenna had been had been leaking the whole time all of poise's cover features to sparkle so sparkle could beat them yeah (laughs) with like stories about jennifer lopez or or something yeah and then gives jenna a job and yeah that so 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 judy greer sort of takes over that deal 
cuts cuts which i think in a different movie we would cheer that on like oh see this character used the villain's plot against them i don't know but we're still supposed to hate judy greer and i don't I mean, the whole goal of the movie is for Jenna and Matt to end up together as adults. Like, I don't root for it in that way. Let's but talk that's, about that. That's the point. Matt's getting married in a week. <laughs> yeah, and his girlfriend seems lovely. We don't know anything yeah. about her other than she's a weather person in Chicago. Another journalism connection. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, this is my fiance, Wendy. She's like, hey. And that's like, she's, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just not Jenna. So, no. yeah, Jenna's taking her current 13-year-old feelings, which are not romantic as far as we know, mm-hmm. into present day where it's like, oh, we're soulmates and we're supposed to be together forever. And so she kind of spends... Also, I just want to say, you can't say we need to redesign in two weeks and expect anything to happen. <laughs> that That's not how it funny. works. Like, people spend <laughs> years on this shit. And the sheer... I've only done a redesign once um, on this current magazine I work for. And it's not like we blew up the entire concept of what the magazine is supposed to be. Where this high fashion magazine goes to like yearbook themed 13 year old audience. Like that seems severe. Yeah, her being like, we need to show regular women and they're just like hot women in normal clothes. Um, Yeah. They were both pitching different magazines. Like like my redesign was like, oh, we changed the headline fonts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That sort of stuff. Yeah. Same, you know, I've been through a couple at the coast, and again, they did take years, but that might have been a management issue. Um, And yeah, it was always like changing fonts, just changing, like you're literally changing the look. You're not changing the content. Yeah. Um, I don't like when you do that sigh. It means you're unhappy, but I think you're wrong. This movie's so good. On the romance side. Okay. She hits on a 13-year-old boy at a certain point. Who's like eating a full meal inside like a bar late at night, like a hip bar in New York. But can we just say it is a funny setup because Judy's it like, is. hey, that cute guy's looking at you. And we cut to a man and then she goes over to the boy and it's funny. But it also raises some questions. Mm. So mentally is she, she's emotionally in, in a place of being a 13 year old. Mm-hmm. Is she mentally there as well? Because she doesn't even recognize the older dude. Judy Greer points out, as a potential romantic pursuit. Right. And she's terrified of her boyfriend. And she's terrified of her boyfriend, but she pursues Matt. Right. Well, but she grown knows up who... Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. But she knows who Matt really is. I think you're missing the soulmate point. But Matt also falls for her, and should we be uncomfortable with that, knowing... No. ...that she's 13-year-old, and he knows, like... But they put the marriage in, so you don't have to... I don't know. I don't know. I think we know they're going to end up together, so we just... Even they though do, he turns her down in the end. Yeah, but they get back together thanks to Because science. she goes back in time. <laughs> yeah. She wakes up, she wishes again, and some dust blows on her. That's been on the house for 15 years. So presumably, yeah, you can use that dust to, to wish for anything, whatever. And she goes back in time pre-when she left to the point that i almost thought you could you could excuse this as like a fantasy dream sequence if she wakes up sort of when she was but she actually wakes up in the past before the stuff that happened earlier happened she wakes up in the closet yeah but the the matt hasn't come into the closet yet 
Right. Oh, like and before, then like the dust hasn't for, fallen on her yet. Yeah, and then they get married again as Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. So they've been dating for like twenty what, years, fifteen years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seventeen years. And I guess his wife is fine with someone else. I don't know if she has her job with poise. We don't really see. We just see them get married at his childhood home and then move into a different suburban home. That's the dream that's house. It's pink. Yeah, I know it's the dream house. Jacob. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I just want to make sure you knew. You know, I wasn't paying attention last week, so I just want to make sure. Okay, but like... <laughs> I knew this was going to happen uh-huh. with this movie. You quibbling with timelines and mm-hmm. science and wishing dust. It is not the point. What is the point of the film? The point of the film is it's a romantic comedy that is mm-hmm. about choosing your authentic self. Because she grows up and she's she made the wrong choice. She turned away from Matt. Now, I don't love that as a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) But she turned away from Matt, fell in with the wrong crowd, yes, became powerful and everything she wanted except as an asshole. So now she gets to do it all again. I don't even know, actually, if she had the job. Um, As a good person. So this is something that came up in my thoughts as I was watching this, and I'm not sure if anyone else has written about discoursed this, about 13 going on 30 <laughs> yeah but it did seem to have a lot of early 2000s neoconservative vibes to it huh neo like in what way in that um there's a you know in in the early 2000s and maybe just because that's when people who came of age in the 80s were thinking back but there was this like 80s revival throwback to and still kind of going on a little bit, but the 90s, I think, and the 2000s has surpassed it. Um, there's this you see, she gets everything she wants, but it's shallow and it's superficial. And there's always this idea the dream, the, 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 the climax, the hope is she'll get to go back to being a girl in the suburbs in the 80s when everything made sense. Because in the 2000s, you know, the food is gross. And and people are gay. People have their Starbucks weird cups and the (laughs) underwear is crazy. And the music is incomprehensible compared to Thriller. And wouldn't it be great? Apple Martini versus Lemonade comes up. And wouldn't it be great if we could just go back to when Ronald Reagan was president. (laughs) And 9-11 hadn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And everything made sense. And... Even her magazine pitch is that. It's Americana. It's a looking back yearbook sort of conservative fashion mag idea compared to Judy Greer's heroin chic, very edgy, uh, stylistic uh, pitch. And I think at one point she says, like, we've turned our back on what used to be good. I mean, I think that's a cynical read. I don't know, man. They show (laughs) one of the ways they show her being famous is by having like a signed photo of Madonna in her Mm -hmm. office and also a photo of her shaking hands with Rudy Giuliani. Well, we didn't know all we know about Rudy Giuliani now. I know we did. He was a hero for a while. He was like, it was 
a He was a America's time... mayor. Yeah, and George Bush was America's president <laughs> and the Iraq war was happening but it was far away. The economic crisis didn't occur. I don't know. There's some elements to this that I don't think come across the same way now that they did then. I think you're way overthinking it. I think it's someone who is just wants to like have a wholesome life as a kid and then like dreaming about the future and then she got to live it and she saw all the ways that adulthood can go wrong. So she fixed it. <laughs> it's a do over. Sliding doors. <laughs> Why not have her go into the future and she's with Mark Ruffalo, but she's also still a powerful magazine editor who's very successful. What is Why does she have the pink dream house in the suburbs? Well, I mean, I think the point was just for them to end up together. So that if you've already worked in a motif of a house, then you need a house. I don't know. There's some weird politics <laughs> in 13 going on 30. I can't tell if you liked it. I feel like you didn't. I didn't actually. No, I, I found some of it charming and the acting was very good and everyone in it is very likable. But as a film, I think it was very rushed to get to Jennifer Garner as we mentioned um the central set piece is this like thriller dance which actually like has no plot meaning it's not like she saves the company by doing that it was just like a lame party and she gets everyone to dance also i will say mark ruffalo is a terrible dancer yeah he should not have agreed <laughs> to do that uh and then yeah she learns that she shouldn't have been a uh, highly successful but she barely <laughs> learns that she shouldn't have been a bad person Mm-hmm. Like, it's so at the margins of, if I go back in time, actually, I can be Mark Ruffalo's wife in the suburbs, and that's what I need to do. Not, I need to go back and learn a lesson and be a better person, because also her parents hate her, or something. Yes, yes. Um, and then when she goes to their house, they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wasn't a fan. All right. Compared to something like Devil Wears Prada, which is a similar idea of just like a magazine journalism film and somebody kind of being a fish out of water, but is, and also really doesn't have much of a plot as we've talked about, but it's still, I think, a much better movie. Well, and and it also has, has it's also critiquing what it's, what it's interrogating, which is fashion. So this is also fashion magazines. While allowing for the 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 love of fashion and what that means to people and this doesn't this is just to get jennifer garner from point a of being waking up in a 30 year old body to point b of marrying mark ruffalo (laughs) listen that's a lot of people's dream and only one woman (laughs) got to do it so far and it wasn't jennifer (laughs) Uh (laughs) another point another question that came up from our friend becky dingwall Mm -hmm. dingwall i'm so sorry becky um, at one point she, they talk about Judy Greer's nose job and Judy Greer like references that Jenna had one too. Mm-hmm. But then when we go back in time and then flash forward again, she's Jennifer Garner. She has the same nose she had in the other timeline. So did she get that nose job? I guess. Or I would she have had it. a different nose? Well, oh, I, again, I mm-hmm. really think. 
You're applying like a documentary lens to this fucking romantic comedy. Does she prevent 9-11? Maybe she had a deviated septum. She goes back in time with full knowledge of the events of September 11, 2001. Yeah. yeah. And what, 14 years to what help prevent that? What was she supposed that? to do? What was she supposed to do? I, I was actually talking about it with Katie and we joked it would be funny if she did call and the CIA just added that notice to like the pile of other warnings they got. Yes. And did nothing with it. <laughs> but I put this poll on Twitter about whether her character would have chose to to try and stop 9-11. Do you think she made that effort? And 70% of people said no. This is the hero of our film, Tara. Here's what you're not considering. Does uh-huh. she know that she went in time ever? We don't know. Oh, that's a good question. No. Yeah. She, so shut up, Jacob. When she goes back, she kind of... No. She must know. She, no. She yes, just feels it. She, she feels it at a cellular level that no, she needs to do make a No, because she calls young move. Judy Greer biatch. <laughs> and young Judy Greer is like, what does that mean with your future slang? Give me a frappuccino, biatch. <laughs> so she retains all of her memories from the you future. You don't know if it was all. <laughs> well, what is the implication? I don't, I don't think it's Gen- 9-11 cannot be placed at the feet of Jenna Rink. Come on. That is the ultimate neocon she fantasy, though, isn't it? She was just a lady in love. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and if it was a really a neocon fantasy, she would have done it. She should have woken up in her... Wonderful New York apartment with Mark Ruffalo, and they're like, "Isn't aren't things great?" And outside the window, the twin, twin towers are still standing, <laughs> and that should have been the end of the movie. There you go. Well, you can rewrite it and do a parody. Um, it is weird. They both lived in New York. Like he was like arty. Yeah, he to was the like point a, where he, he wore like black T-shirts with band that say CBGBs on them. Like it's like okay, you're in New York. <laughs> I get it. Um, but I still think they would. I don't. Like, I do agree with you on the suburbs part, even though I think, like, the house part was the main part. Um, They both still would have gone to New York. That is something they wanted to do. It's not like they were like, this life sucks. They're like, this life's amazing. But maybe that was just their summer home. And then, by coincidence, when she's rushing to Mark Ruffalo's wedding, the cab driver is the The hot the, the hot guy. Yeah, that was a classist problem. And like, yeah, he's gross because he's he's like, I live at home. Can I have your number? I mean, it definitely was a different time. Was it ever? (laughs) I can't believe you didn't like it, though. I'm very upset. No, yeah, I couldn't get past all the weird things that it just skipped over without consideration. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, the other, the one other thing that wouldn't have happened in magazine world is she's like meet me at this place and he brings his camera she's like i'm hiring you for the week and hands him a check but like with oh, no yeah. discussion of what the assignment <laughs> she's is. like here's half your pay up front and you get the other half when we're done and it's like no he's gonna get that other half in six months yeah and he's gonna get the first half never <laughs> and also he would have asked what the job was on the phone yeah on the email i email? liked their Emails? giant yes. yeah there was email <laughs> yeah there was their uh, giant white marble conference room table mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at this little magazine. That was great, too. Maybe we should take a break. <laughs> I think so. I'm too angry. I need a drink. All right. Mom, mm-hmm. do you ever wish you could go back? Like to another time? 
I wouldn't mind giving back some of these wrinkles. Um, if you were given one do-over, anything in your life, what would it be? <laughs> Nothing. Really? Really. But did you ever make a big mistake? A huge one that could change your life? What about that? Well, Jenna, I know I made a lot of mistakes, but I don't regret making any of them. How come? Because if I hadn't have made them, I wouldn't have learned how to make things right. And you're back, or are you forward, with the time-traveling <laughs> <laughs> journalism romantic comedy. 13 going on 30. I didn't like being 13 or 30. How about you? Uh, 30 was okay. <laughs> what about dash 30 dash? Yeah, and yeah. that's how I like it. Did you see the meme that was going around last week that said Joan Cusack could... Joan Cusack walked so Judy Greer could run. Uh, I love them both, but like Judy when we talk, we talk about like quirky, like secondary characters. Yeah. Those two actors have played a lot of them. Judy Greer has played a lot of ex-wives and um, like stepmoms. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's very funny. She's great in. Yeah. she's good in serious roles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Thank I you. don't know if that's that might be like personal choices that maybe she doesn't care. And, like, she's just happy to have whatever work comes her way, and, and that's fine. But she has a very strong vocal fan base as well. I'm sure she's not hurting for money. No, she's fine. Do um, you want some trivia? Always. All right. When 13-year-old Jenna goes into the closet for, quote, seven minutes of heaven, you can see actual photos of Jennifer Garner as a kid on the back of the door. Aww. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's first scene was uh, the Michael Jackson thriller sequence. So maybe that's why he. That explains a so lot. Badly. He was terrified of doing it. No said shit. Jennifer Garner's enthusiasm was very infectious. <laughs> Andy Serkis had to rehearse the scene separately because he was in London at the time. Oh. I love dance sequences. You can throw one in any movie you want. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. a, a courtroom drama. If everyone gets up and dances, I'm behind it. So I, I Mark Ruffalo. Aside, poor bud, um, I love when they all run into the floor and do the clap. And like, do you know how much Thriller would cost to put in a movie? And Madonna. Not as much these days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fair point. Um, But like, the soundtrack to this movie is a whole Mm -hmm. independent film on its own. Yeah. A lot of money spent on soundtrack. Uh, Jennifer Garner was very happy with the studio's choice of Krista B. Allen to play the young Jenna. She felt Alan really embodied her at that age and later got the producers of Ghosts of Girlfriends Past in 2009 to cast Alan as a similar young Jennifer Garner. Aw, Jennifer Garner seems like a good person. Also, Christy B. Allen, I think just this past Halloween, did uh, like did the whole glam makeup routine where she wears the green and blue dress like on her TikTok or Instagram or whatever because now yeah, she's 30 years know. old. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. You could... What? Where Jennifer Garner, like, gets done up for the party. The scene in this movie. Oh, I thought you said TikTok. No. (laughs) The scene in this movie where Jennifer Garner gets glammed up and goes out and she, like, meets a little kid in the elevator and is like, yeah, I got these Mm -hmm. boobs. Krista B. Allen, who played the young Jenna, 
for this movie, who is now yes. 30, ah. did that on this Halloween on her like Instagram, TikTok, uh, or whatever. It's a fun okay. bit of nostalgia. I, th- I misunderstood and thought that there was a dress meme that I didn't know about. No. Okay. No. But speaking I told of dresses, you, I'm not 30. I didn't like it. As Jenna softens, the production team adjusted her wardrobe accordingly to have her wear warmer colors. And as Judy Greer becomes more ruthless, her fashion sense went the same way. Interesting, yeah. I Like her, uh, Garner's clothes in the beginning were very outlandish and tight. And mm-hmm. by the end, she was wearing jeans. Uh, Garner, Ruffalo, and Greer were the studio's first choices. Though also considered for the lead role were Gwyneth Paltrow, Hilary Swank, and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that sounds exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> for the time. The producers realized how funny Jennifer Garner was during her acceptance speech for winning an award at the 59th annual Golden Globes in 2002. For Alias? Because um, she was, well, she, yeah, she had just, I guess, yeah, she'd been an alias, so, and only in that sort of serious, dramatic role. Maybe. She had a little bit on Felicity, but I can't remember. She sucked on Felicity. She was okay. like Noel's drip of a girlfriend that we weren't supposed to like, mm-hmm. which was Scott Foley getting his wife a job at the time. Oh, oh well, right. Life I changes. forgot they were married. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway. Uh, Garner improvised a lot of Jenna's childlike observations. For example, uh, when her boyfriend wants to play sex games and she suggests Battleship. <laughs> if the cast wasn't sure if things were funny enough, they would ask Judy Greer because they all felt she was the funniest person on set. I agree. And she would probably be intimidating. Like, what if she said no? Ugh. <laughs> the slumber party scene was forced upon director Gary Winnick, uh, who hasn't done much else. He did Tadpool? Tadpole before Tadpole. This? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what else he's done. Tadpole's anyway, like a rich boy. Forced upon movie. him by the producers over his strenuous objections, he felt it cut away from the Jenna and Matt romance, which was the real crux of the film. Uh, I think he it was, was totally nice. wrong. Yeah, it was he nice was. Scene. It was yeah. great. And then quoting Pat Benatar was so funny. And again, I don't, like, we're in a premise that's very odd and in this sort of magical realism world, and it it's it almost like the movie wants to shrug that off to thir- a third of the way through. So yeah, having that stuff come back is better than just having grown up Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo, whatever. Don't go around. around. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Rick Springfield attended the premiere his way of thanking the producers for playing one of his songs in the film. That was on IMDb Trivia, I assume, written by Rick Springfield. Yeah, but, like, Jesse's Girl was a huge hit. And it's actually, I actually, like, uh, when Matt builds her the house, he's like, that bum Matt, that bum Rick Springfield's down on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Anyway. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, as we mentioned, is featured on both Sparkle and Poise magazine covers. During the filming, Jennifer Lopez was in a serious relationship with Ben Affleck. Aye, aye, aye. future husband. When did Daredevil come out? That must have been I like a year know. or two later. <laughs> well, that's where they met. All right. In Australia, the title was changed to Suddenly 30 because distributors thought audiences wouldn't understand the original title. <laughs> a dingo ate my 13-year-old. <laughs> 13 going on Susan. <laughs> Sheila. Gary Winnick, director, wished he'd done the magic scenes uh, and where Jenna first sees herself as an adult differently. 
Um, the original scene is a direct homage to Big, where Tom Hanks first saw himself as a grown-up. Yeah, I got that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, and from Trainwreck, is one of the six chicks in the opening scenes. Oh Who's my goodness! Friends with uh, Judy, young Judy Greer. Yep. Later in the year, a yearbook photo shows she is no longer part of the group, having been replaced by Jennifer Garner's character as a teen. No word on what happens to her after. She probably ran a third different fashion magazine. Mm-hmm. I appreciated this when Jenna announces uh, for the redesign that they take apart the FOB and overhaul the BOB. She's referencing front of book and back of book magazine industry terms. Yep. And then Circus says something like, go get your subs, heads, and decks or something. <laughs> like, those are the only real terms that are correct. Yeah. But great. whatever he said made no sense. Yep. It was like, go uh, fix up your heads and decks. It's like, okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> Before they settled on Poise, Sizzle was to be the name of the fashion magazine. Mm, poise is better. Also during the conference scene, a young Felicity Jones appears on several covers of Poise and Sparkle behind Andy Circus. As Felicity Jones, or just like probably a just like token lady. generic model face. Yeah, lady. yeah. It's interesting. Like you never quite know who's real in the world and who isn't. Like Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. well, is there? And Madonna's yeah. there. Rudy I Giuliani. guess Madonna. Yeah. Every, <laughs> it's like who's part? Who's a real person in this world? I guess. Is. Mm-hmm. As such, during the thriller scene, uh, former Pussycat Dolls members Kimberly Wired and. Carmen, no last name, make cameos, presumably as the dolls. That's a real. Well, but I, I guess if they're not recognized, then maybe the Pussycat dolls don't exist in this timeline. <laughs> they don't exist in this timeline <laughs> that anymore. we're in. <laughs> uh, several years after this film, Andy Serkis and Judy Greer would again play husband. Well, well not again, but they would again star <laughs> with each other and playing husband and wife. In uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes, though they were both apes in those films. Those movies are good and dark. Yeah, they're not bad, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Judy Greer (laughs) as ape wife. (laughs) She really has range. (laughs) At Jenna's 13th birthday party in 1987, they drink Diet Coke from cans with 2003 graphics. Oh, boy. What Coke nerd? Figure that out. And when Matt shares his Razzles with Jenna in 87, the package is blue. In 1987, Razzles packages were white. Hmm. There you go. Uh, So this film actually came out the same year, or not this film, 1987. um, 1987? No, 1988 was when Big came out, uh, which was the same year two other body swap switcheroo movies came out all ha- all in the same year i guess it was very timely <laughs> one of them was called 14 going on 30 hmm. so that's 1988 14 going on 30 uh i don't know if you're familiar with this film no similar story about a 14 year old who suddenly through magical means becomes 30 in this case a 14 year old boy Mm. who ages himself uh, via his nerd friend's science machine project in an attempt to seduce his teacher. Of course. That's like weird <laughs> science. Like, he, Yep. He then uh, is pretends to be his school's new principal um, 
and I guess impresses the teacher enough that they begin dating. And there's some other subplots about the military as there was in the 80s. And then at the end, he uh, has to de-age to save the town or whatever. He does so. At the end of Big, um, Tom Hanks, you know, Big's a fun movie about a character, about a boy realizing that being a grown-up isn't such a good thing. That you should just enjoy being a child because when you're a grown-up, you have work to do. But at the end of Big, he invites his his love interest to 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 wish to be a, a kid again, and she's like, "No thanks, <laughs> pass on that." Nice knowing you. At the end of fourteen, going on thirty, um, the school teacher decides to take him up on that and deages herself to be a fourteen-year-old girl so that they can date and be Ew. in love, probably for like three months. Yeah, weird idea for a film. <laughs> It's available. It's available in full and in parts on YouTube. If anyone wants to go watch it, was he played by Joaquin Phoenix? I thought that's where we were going. No, I wish he was. <laughs> no Joker connections. Well, Batflick. Um, well, that sounds horrible. There's also a movie called Seventeen again, where Stephen uh, Eckholt, where Zac Efron becomes in his wildest dreams Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, which what is your favorite genre of them? When someone like ages up via magic, or when people like switch bodies? Which one was Benjamin Button? Neither. He just aged in reverse. <laughs> um, I mean, Jodie Foster's a hero of mine, so I like a Freaky Friday, and the remake of Freaky Friday was good. I don't really like this kind of shit. Like, <laughs> I don't like sci-fi. Uh-huh. Like, I love the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants because it's just the pants fit. That's it. The pants fit. What was the one where Jason Sudeikis switched bodies with Ryan Reynolds? That Jason was like the Siegel? entire premise. No, I think it was Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. Huh. It was like, and uh, so now he's a hunk. Oh. And he can cheat on his wife. Uh, isn't that crazy, guys? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. Or like Shallow Hal. Or like, I just... What would life be like as someone else? Like, that's act. <laughs> Who cares? Like, I don't know. If you need to be someone else to understand basic to life lessons. I know lessons, there's, like, good films in that genre. Like what? But I can't, I don't know, I can't remember. Exactly. Any. Please tweet us if you can think of any. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not, I know I said I liked when people danced whenever, but generally I am, I like real life to be happening. Okay. What do you like? Body switch or? Uh, now I'm just looking them up. Or age. See, I guess. Yeah, like Freaky Friday is good. Do you mean like face off? Does that count? <laughs> I'm going to count face off <laughs> just to include it. Because who wouldn't want to? What a great film that is. To change up. No, Jason Bateman. My apologies. Yeah, I, I knew it was Jason. One. Jason Sudeikis doesn't lead movies. Jason Sudeikis. But this will allow me to go to body swapping in films. All right, let's see what happens here. Um, 13 going on 30. Daddy, you, daughter, me. I don't like the sound of that. No. Face off. It's on here. <laughs> it's not bodies. It's faces. The hot chick. Jumanji, the next level. That's actually, I like those Jumanji remakes. Mm. I'll go with that. Those are fun. Mm, 
Ooh, Scooby-Doo, The Secret, The Swap. There's a lot of these I've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, it's not a good genre, buddy. I'm sorry. It's not good. All right, we'll just <laughs> leave that be then. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about 13 Going on 30, a film for the W. Bush era. Wow. Yeah. Just trying to rile me up for the holidays. <laughs> I love you forever, Garner. I'm sorry that you're tied to Affleck and via your children. Um, and I hope you're doing well, if you're listening. Yeah. And stop doing those Jesus movies. It's not good. <laughs> All <laughs> no right. Should, no real actor should ever do those. Okay. All right. Well, Jacob, <laughs> I am disappointed, I have to admit. I thought you would like well, it. Sometimes um, we disagree. It's true. He said, she said. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. But, you know, what can you Usually do? Usually you don't like a film that I enjoy. So true it's, story. So it was nice to be able to dislike a film you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad my disappointment fuels you. Fuels you. So, Jacob, we can catch you at RWJ Boone on the Twitter. Yep. And you are constantly putting out great tweets at <laughs> ThornyHFX, T-H-O-R-N-E-Y-H-F-X. And the show is Box Bylines, and we like to yeah. retweet your journalism content. But... You could at us with it to start. We'd like yeah. that more. Or if you're some sort of small journalism business that wants to advertise with us and pay us money, we will happily sell out. Oh, no problem. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is literally anything. If you're some podcast network that thinks you can do a better job with this intellectual property and wants to buy us out, <laughs> make give it us up. a shout at yeah. any time. <laughs> you don't even have to DM us. You can just add us on the regular uh -huh. Twitter. We'll just, answer. just Venmo <laughs> some yep. money, and we'll say sure. Definitely. Easiest deal you'll ever make. <laughs> uh, okay, Tara. Holidays are coming up, so we'll see what our schedule is. But um, thanks again for chatting movies. Always, and thanks to you. All right, until next week, may your devils wear Prada, your views be Parallax, and your jewels always be Richard. <laughs> Bye, Jacob. Bye, Tara.